Blog Talk Radio. State of Arizona versus Jody Ann Arias, verdict count one. We, the jury, duly impaneled and sworn in the above entitled action upon our oaths do find the defendant as to count one first degree murder guilty. I've been in the right place, but it must have been the wrong time. I done said the right thing, but it must have used the wrong line. I've been on the right trail, but it must have Good used the evening. Wrong this is clear and convincing with Michael Carnahan and Lisa O'Brien where we explore the most infamous cases in our country's history based not on the court of public opinion, but from the perspective of the courts. This time the court will read the verdicts. On count one, the verdict reads as follows. We, the jury, find the defendant, Stephen A., Avery, guilty of first-degree intentional homicide as charged in the first count of the information. Good evening, and thank you for joining us for Clear and Convincing, the show that looks at criminal cases from the perspective of the courts, not the court of public opinion. We're Lisa O'Brien, podcasting from New Orleans, Louisiana, and Michael Carnahan from Little Rock, Arkansas. Tonight in episode 25, State of Florida versus James Milton Daly, Michael and I are talking about the recent movement to free convicted murderer James Milton Daly from Florida's death row. Daly and his friend Jack Piercy were convicted of the May, 19, May 6, 1985 murder of Shelley Boggio, a 14-year-old acquaintance of Daly and Piercy. We'll talk about the events leading up to Shelley's murder, the investigation and eventual identification and arrest of Piercy and Daly. Then we'll talk about the notes passed between the fall partners while they were awaiting trial in Pinellas County, Florida. Finally, we'll talk about the recent efforts to make Daly appear to be innocent and put some of the missing facts into context. We are a live show, and as always, calls are welcome. Our phone number is 347-989-1171, and I'm hoping that in a few minutes we'll be joined by Brittany Boggio, that uh, she is Stacy's sister, and um, her sister Callie, and her mother, so we're just going to wait for them to call in for a few minutes. And good evening, Michael. How are you? Hey, I'm here. I, I can't complain too much. Uh, I, I got to give you a hard time. You know, we went down to uh, we went to play LSU, and all of a sudden, our whole team decided to come up with COVID. I blame the uh, I blame LSU. Just saying. Uh, you didn't get to rub it what? in last week. You didn't get to rub it in I, last week that uh, that y'all won. So I'll let I'll give you the open opportunity well, to take a swing. Yeah. That's what, and I, I proposed this to you on a Facebook message, and you somehow didn't respond. I think you that you and I the, need to have our own, we we need to have our own boot. I got that. Did I not respond to it? No, you never responded to it. Darn it. I apologize. Um, yeah, because actually you have been laughing. I was like, 
that would be hilarious to go in like a little trophy shop or something and have a little trophy made up or something. That would be hilarious. Uh huh. And then you send it to me, and then if Arkansas ever manages to win, I'll send it back to you for a year or so. You know what? Hush up. We uh, we can win next year. Y'all are terrible now. <laughs> That's what happens when 90% of your players and coaches go to the NFL. (laughs) So, but yeah, so, yeah, that's so, so it's on the, if the ball's in your court, you've got to find the boot. Hey, there we go. Uh, I'll try to, I'll try to find. And it doesn't have to be like a trophy. I mean, it could be, you know, it could be a laminated page. Oh, we'll find That says a boot. (laughs) <laughs> we'll we'll find something. We'll find something. All right. We'll we'll keep everybody posted on that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But no, uh definitely been a fun couple of weeks since uh I guess we took last week off. I I can't believe Yeah. It, it doesn't feel like we took last week off. I actually completely forgot what we were talking about until I brought up <laughs> the fact that Arkansas uh that Arkansas lost to uh, LSU that we took last week off because of Thanksgiving. My goodness, mm-hmm. we got a lot to go. By the way, speaking of, you know, kind of in the update portion of uh show, I don't know if you saw it, but uh, Selena's show on Netflix is set to debut in T-minus two more days. It's supposed to debut Friday. Okay. So I'm pretty excited about I look about forward that. to seeing that. I, I look forward to seeing that. Um, yeah. Apparently I know there's they some controversy did a really about it. Job. Yeah, but there's some controversy because there's somebody uh, that was involved with the movie mm-hmm. who is claiming credit. That's odd because, like, I, as far I as everything correctly. I've seen on like, Instagram and stuff, the Quintanilla family, like, love the TV show and are talking about how accurate because they work. Well, with no, no, this is, this is basically – I. I think what the the what the I think what the controversy is is somebody involved with the movie from nineteen ninety seven I think five or nineteen ninety six whenever it was whenever it was released or came out is mm-hmm. claiming that the Quintanilla sold those rights to them. Oh snap! In well, connection you know with what? the movie, shut up. I know. Well. We'll see see how it plays out. I mean, it apparently isn't going to interfere with the Netflix series. That's good. Um, And I do have one other little piece of update news, and I haven't confirmed this, but um, it's my understanding that uh, Curtis Davis, who was a Mm -hmm. friend of Jimmy Finnell's, a Bastrop County Sheriff's deputy, uh, mm-hmm. Back in 1996, when Stacy Stites was murdered by Rodney Reed, uh, Curtis Davis recently passed away. And our condolences go out to the Davis family. He had, uh, you know, children, grandchildren, a wife, um, you know, friends, coworkers. So I haven't confirmed it, but the the source I consider a reliable one. So um, right. But we'll talk about we'll talk about Curtis Davis a little bit more. Uh hopefully in January we will be doing a discussion interview debate with David Fisher regarding mm-hmm. the Rodney Reed case. Um mm-hmm. 
I proposed January 26th. I haven't heard back from David Fisher yet, mm-hmm. but I'm hoping to hear from him soon. Awesome. To confirm well, that uh, date. Seeing as how we can't, you know, go off of the air and everything to ask you a question, uh, are they going to be calling from uh, Florida area code? So I know. Uh, yes, I have a, they will okay, be. I just wanted they to make sure. Calling okay. Tampa area. Um, okay, uh, perfect. Let me look here. Pinellas County? Yes. Okay, awesome. Well, I believe we have. Hi, uh, Britt. It's still spinning. Miss Lisa, there we go. This is this is Brittany and Callie. Hi, Brittany and Callie. How are y'all tonight? Hi, Miss Lisa. Hello, Callie. Lisa, this is my baby sister, Callie, (laughs) and uh, I just want to introduce you to her and thank you from our hearts for being on our side and hearing our story. Yeah, oh, you're welcome. And for all of our family's story, for that fact. You are very yeah, this welcome. This is Callie speaking. Um, Brittany briefly told me that, you know, you were on our side, and I'm not trying to, with no disrespect, I just, everybody says they're on our side before right. we do anything for them. So this isn't about me or Brittany or anybody else but Shelly and her life that she lost. Right. We've all been Absolutely. affected by it, but the ultimate, you know, thing is a 14-year-old baby lost her life. I mean, what 38-year-old man wants to hang out with a 14-year-old little girl, no oh, matter what correct. the circumstances are? Jack Piercy was a little bit younger. He's still just as guilty, but... What? Yeah, he. I he mean, was what, thirty. I mean, that's like, that's exactly. I mean, I even my fiance now he's twenty twenty eight. I'm like, would you go hang out with a little fourteen year old girl and party? And he's like, I would never. I would never even cross my mind. And the motive right. would be for to rape her. She was beautiful. Yes. And she and, fought you know, back. And Josh Dubin. <laughs> yeah, Lisa I, has her feelings against him too. Oh, I went off on I, him. Oh, I wish I had been there. Yeah, I, I was really disappointed. My mother. That, you know your your statement to the court in March. They had technical difficulties with the feed, yeah. and so I wasn't able to see your statement to the court. But I read it in the transcripts and. Um, I really I admire the courage that it took for you to get up there in front oh, of what he was, was probably right at me. It was just she ugh. did really good. Unfortunately, I, was, I, I was had also to leave limited. Early. I was limited to what I could say. Um, Correct. I couldn't say what I wanted to say uh, because that could have gave him a new trial. It could have gave him all kinds of things. Um, so I was limited to what I could say. But I have a lot to say, and it's just not gotten across that this is about Shelly. This is not Jack Piercy or the James Daly show. It's about Shelly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they're loving it. They're loving the attention. Yeah. Lisa, they, what were you saying about the letters? They have letters, Brittany, that they writ- they've written back and forth to each yeah. other for years and years and years now. 
pretty much and planning each other. Yeah. Yeah. There. This is this is a game. Uh, Basically, the the plan was uh, Jack Piercy because he had talked and he had made an incriminating statement. So Daly said, "Look, I'm going to beat this case. So you don't testify against me." I won't testify at my trial, and then when I'm acquitted, he would get I will get parole. you out of prison. Yep, and well, then, that's, uh, that's why he signed initially, initially, the way to beat it was Daly was going to be acquitted, and then he was going to take the blame and get Jack Piercy out of prison. Right. Now it is more, that was you've got to exonerate me and get me off death row. And then my attorneys will do what they can to get you parole or get me right. out of prison and, and then they'll get you out on parole, which won't happen. I mean, you know, oh, if Jack Piercy should ask about ask about Kathleen Zellner and Charles Erickson. Hold up. I just because she got Ryan Ferguson out, but she didn't get Charlie out. <laughs> Hold on, I just stepped I just stepped back in and heard that last sentence you said about, hey, you get me off the death row and I'll see what I can do for you. That doesn't sound very beneficial uh-huh. for the person getting him off the death row. I'm just saying, that's kind of crappy. Then again, there's no yeah. honor among thieves. No, no. And that's the that's the whole thing. And I wanna, you know, for some of the listeners who are a little bit younger, as a child of this era. In the 1980s, teenagers thought they were invincible. Nothing bad right. could ever that's happen. That's what they did. That's what they did in the day. They didn't think it, that any harm was going to happen to them. And then growing up, you know, we were very, very sheltered. I mean, our mother, like Brittany told you, was very, very mm-hmm. protective of us. Um, and like Brittany said, I look identical to the twins. So. I remember asking Stacy because I was very, very close to Stacy, as was Brittany, um, and our niece April. But I remember asking her, if they get out, are they going to come after me because I look like her? Yeah. I remember mm-hmm. asking her that. Um, yep. And it took over our whole entire family's lives. It's like a chain reaction. It has affected everybody in all different ways. But like I said, the ultimate thing is a 14-year-old child lost her life, and she missed out on everything. She missed out on her first boyfriend, her first kiss, her first dance, her prom, to be a mother, to have a family, to be with her family, Mm -hmm. to have friends, to grow up with friendships, you know, and uh, a normal, normal life. You know, right. And I can't imagine how my father felt. I mean, my dad was a good dad. I didn't get to know my father, but they they like made him. He died of cancer when she was two months old. Yeah, they Mm -hmm. made him out to look like he was some horrible, terrible parent. No, he wasn't. He loved his children. My father was an amazing father, and we're proud to be Bozios. Bozio strong. Yes, we are no, very, we... very strong, but enough is enough. I mean, you use if you don't use your blinker down here, you get pulled over and go to jail or what have you, and then these men are getting more appeals and more trials, and, I mean, why are they even still alive? That's and exactly. to be honest with you, 
and I don't know if I should even say this, but I'm a very blunt no, person. No, say how you feel. If it was, exactly if it how you two, feel. If it was two black men in the 1980s that murdered my sister, they would have been gone a long time ago. And I don't care what anybody says, but that's the damn truth. Because that's I, the way the world works, Callie. I, that's the way the it, world works. I would agree in Texas, but in Florida, the wheels move slowly all the time for everyone. Um, it's just not so much in Florida. It's just like so we don't want to bring up like be you know we don't really want to bring up like Black Lives Matter. We don't really want to bring that up. But the point mm-hmm. is, it's been if it was a black years. man, he already would have been gone. Yeah. He already would have been gone. That's what we mean. That's the process would have moved more quickly for him. Yes, right. That's what exactly. We mean. And then my That's my whole thing is possible. okay. It happened. Okay, so he had to have known regardless because he admitted on the show. Oh well, we decided to. He woke me up and we went to down by the water and the frizzy went in the water. Oh, you changed your mm-hmm. story 35 years later, so you didn't see a, a dead body with blood everywhere? Right. You well, they claim to have gone to Bull a different crap. place. Exactly. They, they were they at the claim they didn't Bridge go. first, and then they went to right. the Bel Air Bridge, supposedly. Right. Bull crap. Bull crap. Right. They were both that, there. That's that Can particular statement from Daily we is meaningless. When we were growing up, the story we of were course. told when we were growing up was James Daly, Jack Percy, and our sister Shelley drove out to the beach after everybody went home. Jack Percy stayed in the car, and James Daly and my sister exited the car and went on the beach. Jack Percy, uh, I don't know if it was an hour later, minutes later. I couldn't tell you that part. It was he heard screaming. About 45 minutes later. He heard mm-hmm. screaming. He went out. He seen Jack, I mean, excuse me, James Daly killing her. And how he Jack Percy vomit. put it, he felt like he had no choice but to help finish her. We feel mm-hmm. like he could have saved her. He could have saved her. He walked in on it, but he helped right. finish the killing. And Correct. that's and why he only got life, because he did not he, start the killing, and he told the whole he, truth. He wrote a, a letter to your sister Stacy after his yes, 1993, ma'am. quote, confession that admitted yes, to that that version of events that James Daly killed Shelly and he yeah. you know and he wished he could have yep. stopped him but he couldn't he was powerless to stop him yep and there was he's trying proof to say what he needs to say to get out yeah and there Correct. was proof of vomit that was uh Jack Piercy's um and if you didn't murder her then why did you leave why did you take off town to That's Miami what Lisa Correct. was saying something about they both took off yeah. Yeah. And why would and they you parted ways. the death penalty two times, Miss Lisa? Why would James Daly, an innocent man, right? Right? Why wouldn't an innocent man death. 
ask for the freaking death penalty. Come on. No. He was embarrassed because he was turned down, and that's why he did what he did. Another thing is... um, Why didn't, if Jack Piercy seen what was happening, why didn't you call 911? Why didn't you pick her up? Why didn't you take the knife and start killing him? I mean, why did you save her? Why didn't you pick that baby up and save her? And they said, uh, quote, unquote, the bitch just wouldn't die no matter how many times I stabbed her. She just kept screaming and looking at me, so I had to pull her underwater. Mm -hmm. And James Healy's pants were wet. And he admitted in the 2020, oh, yeah, I've never denied that my pants were wet. Well, of course your pants were wet because you drug her in the water. Yeah. I've never denied that my pants were wet, but I have a not not credible story about a Frisbee. Right. 3 o'clock in the morning, throwing a Frisbee. So that's kind of weird, right? Well, (laughs) 35 years later, he changes that story. Oh, we were playing Frisbee. Okay, what 38-year-old dude and another 30-year-old dude is going to go play Frisbee at some odd Well, they all just been morning. partying and woke up still probably hammered from hours before. Come on now, please. Mm-hmm. And it's not only that, but when they when they walked in the house daily, his pants were wet. He wasn't wearing a shirt and he was carrying a bundle. And they made a trip to the laundromat. Yes, they yes, did. Ma'am. Why? And then that? they go to Miami, and then they part ways. And the yep. girlfriend, and then, the uh, girlfriend witnessed it all. Jack Piercy mm-hmm. is the one who took them back down and showed where it happened and showed where the knife was thrown. Um, so he did that. He did do that, uh, which I'm not sticking up for him by no means, but. Um, I actually spoke to his mother, and bless her heart, she is very, very elderly. She's a victim, too. And she is one of the sweetest people you will meet, and she even will tell you, you know, my son is not innocent, but I always will love him, and she's she's just a sweetheart. She's Every time I talk to her, she's never tried to convince me different or otherwise. You know, she's never said, oh, you should be on my son's side Mm -hmm. or anything like that. She's a wonderful woman. Um, yeah, my niece April that was the impression. Went through hell. Yeah, um, she was She's even a victim too, more. You know? She was even more. You know, she wasn't oh, even yeah. allowed April? to leave the driveway, uh, which is Sherry's daughter, and then Shawnee, who or Lance, uh, which is Stacy's son. Stacy's son. He was victimized from this too. You know, he lost mm-hmm. his mother. She turned the wrong direction, unfortunately, because she felt it was her fault. her whole life. Right. But, but it wasn't her fault. No, it's not And being a fault, twin, but right, it, you it have that. can be difficult in and of itself as well. Right. Right, um, exactly. You feel like a part of you is missing for the rest of your life. I've, as I told Brittany, I, I mean, have uh, a couple of friends, their twins didn't even survive to be born. And they always right. felt something missing, like Elvis and his brother. Right. Um, so there, there is a there is a connection and a bond that you just can't 
Yeah, you can't they, deny. It's like they sink together. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing is, Miss Lisa, Callie, and I'm not exaggerating to you or anybody else that's listening to our story and whoever is listening, thank you for listening to our story because what we are saying is the truth and the real truth is what you're hearing right now. My sister Callie looks identical to Shelly and Stacy, and it's crazy mm-hmm. because it's like, it's, it's like, like I'm living her she's second living life. her life. It, I don't know if people believe in that kind of stuff, but like we do. And if you ever actually met Callie and see yeah. photos of Shelly, you would be like, oh my God. I what? I picked no up way. on that when I was watching the um, 2020 episode and I actually thought, I apologize, Callie, I thought you were a few years older and that you were the twin. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I get that a lot. And um, the first time that I seen both of them, they looked like they seen a ghost. Like literally mm-hmm. they, they double looked at me and was like, Oh my God. Like, like, is that her? Like when, you know? when um, they were in the courtroom, like not in March, mm-hmm. but was it Callie? Like it was like the year before was, that, right? In May yeah. or something like this. It was yeah. right before uh, Sherry had passed away. Um, we He had another hearing. Our other sister. Um, yeah. But I do want to talk about Josh Dubin. He is a <laughs> complete a-hole. He walked up to me and my mother with alligator tears trying to say, oh, let me prove to you that you know, she's in or that he's innocent and I have a little girl. So I understand. And I said, hold up. First of all, have you seen the photos of what these two men did to my sister? They butchered her literally inhumanely butchered my sister. I said, and you have a little girl and you can defend a man like that. I said, mm-hmm. do not walk up to me or my mother. Do not even try to get in contact with anybody in my family, I said, take your alligator tears and go somewhere else with it. Cause all you want is your name out there. He just wants us and everybody just wants a story, you know, 2020 we trusted and they, it they was about, everything. it was about one snitch, but mind you, there was three other men that made uh, a statement stating that James Daly testified or, you know, told right. them, so and why if that, not one bring of those them, other three men up? Why is it just Paul and, Galnick? And you know all about of their Paul, statements. He had all of their he statements was about to die, and yeah. he knew he was about to die. He had he had no reason to lie at that time. Okay, he could have mm-hmm. said, "Yeah, you know what? I messed up. Yeah, I fibbed. Whatever." No, when he said. He deserves to be where he deserves. He meant it, and it's the truth. Yes. Okay? Yes. There's and no way I, he could have known the things. Not only oh, him, like Hallie just said, the other men. Yeah. It, and the the statements that all three of them gave and testified to at the trial were corroborated by the physical notes. And one of the, exactly. one of the guys, uh, Leitner, I think it was, he got the notes, 
passed them on to the corrections officers before giving them to Piercy so that they were being documented as Piercy and Daly are passing them back and forth. Right. So what they testified to is corroborated by statements within the notes. Yes, Scalnick right. gave a couple of inculpatory statements from Daly, but I believe Daly made those statements because similar statements are contained in the notes right. and similar con- statements are contained in statements he made to Jack Piercy that were passed along by DeJesus and Leitner. Right. Uh, and, and 2020 see, doesn't I mean, talk about them. Right. They, and as they, I, they put this I told about Brittany, Paul Skalnick. It has nothing to yeah. do with him. Uh, the perfect liar. What do you, that, that made absolutely mm-hmm. no sense at all whatsoever. I, we wish I felt we never it, did it. I felt it was very rich for 2020 to uh, cast aspersions on on Sonic's character, Skalnick's character, uh, as far as young girls, underage girls go, when the victim in this case was an underage girl. And in this day and age, Jack Piercy and James Daly would be labeled pedophiles. Exactly. Oh, thank you. I mean, and James Daly smiles in court. He he mm-hmm. smiles. There was a girl uh, um, on his side, like one of his attorneys, rubbing his arm, and it's like, uh-huh. oh my God, all you women are young. I, I mean, what yeah. are you doing defending a man? They've all seen the photos. I mean, it, it's it's literally inhumane what they did to her. How could anybody even have the guts to not even just stab somebody, but literally like an animal butcher her? Mm-hmm. She, fought and she fought very hard. She fought so Lisa, hard and she, she fought. Was she tough. wanted to live. Mm-hmm. She no wanted doubt about to it. live, okay? And I know a no lot doubt. of people say, oh, well, you two girls didn't know her. Well, you know what? Bull crap. Because you know what? Mm-hmm. That don't mean nothing. We feel it. We live it. Right. We have lived it our whole life. And guess what? We're the last people remaining that have to be her voice and fight for her. Mm-hmm. And we and, will you know, fight you for her until the day we die. I promise you that. Just like Callie said before, we promise you we will uh-huh. fight for her yeah. every single day. And you two were deprived of her just as the rest of your family was. If Absolutely. But for Daly and, and Piercy's actions, Shelly would have had a chance to be a big sister to you guys. Yeah. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. And I was so close to safety. An auntie. I can imagine how close an, I could An auntie to, to your children to when you eventually had well. You would have been aunties to her children, right? Yeah. Um, so no, and I've my family had I, my mother had a younger sibling who died in an accident as a small child. Her youngest brother was born about a year after this happened, so he didn't know, and it was difficult wow. for him all of his life because there was this dynamic in the family where his parents and his siblings were strange about 
dangerous situation and where he can go mm-hmm. and what he can do, right? And there was a there was an incident. He he's nine years older than I am, and there was an incident where my grandfather got very angry at him because of the way he was handling me and my sisters. And it was because oh, my grandfather felt he put us in danger. And my That's uncle could mean. not understand why my grandfather was so angry. We were riding on uh, a tractor with him. Oh. And my deceased uncle was killed by falling from a tractor. Wow. Uh, okay. That's and so my, my so grandfather sorry. got very angry, and my uncle couldn't understand the anger. Right. He didn't know yeah, because he, didn't he was know protected why. from knowing about Norman. Right, right. And did, did you know, he ever learn why? Thing. Did he ever learn so why? He learned why late, much later. He learned about Norman much later. Um, but at that point, I think he was, you know, 17, 16, 17, 18 years old. And he knew. He knew kind of the concept of Norman, but not the whole story. Right. Okay. And, you know, again, he couldn't understand the anger my father. Yeah. He couldn't understand the anger my grandfather had. He's like, what's the big deal? And, you know, the big deal is. how it was when we would go to um, Mm -hmm. Stacy's house and Sherry's house, too. It's like we literally could not leave the driveway. Go nowhere. I mean, literally we were but Stacy yeah. Stacy was such a good sister as as much as she could Christina be. Christina like Aguilera. Yes. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was our thing. Christina Aguilera. We would she would put pink lipstick on me and we would do our hair the same and dress the same. Try on all, all of our clothes. We would put all of the furniture to the side and sing to Jeannie in a bottle and she was mm-hmm. a good sister, you know, as much as she could be. Right. Um, she was in pain. Exactly what Callie just said, as much as she could be. Mm-hmm. She tried. But she was very, very, I was always very overprotected my whole, I'm still overprotected my whole life. My nephew Lance, I mean, oh my gosh, growing That's up, Stacey's he son was like, again. he was more of like a father more than my nephew. Like, he was mm-hmm. very, very protective <laughs> of me. Oh, and, yeah, I have lots of memories. Yeah. I mean, we had fun oh. though with with Stacy, and that fun we we would have had with Shelly too. Absolutely. And but I unfortunately, believe Stacy would be here still if that had not happened to Shelly. I, nope. I truly believe that. I I think so. Yeah. Or if if. Stacy hadn't been with her that day. It might have been a little bit easier, but I I think it must have been horrible for Stacy to think I left her alone with them. Right. Even though okay, right. so she I'll was a kid herself like and she did not anticipate that they were the evil monsters that they are. Right, because they had known them prior. Mm-hmm. So nobody thought that, you know, my sister may be going off with strange men and be murdered or raped or anything like that, you know. So it wasn't Stacy's fault at all, but she did take the blame. And 
it did kill her. It did. Mm-hmm. Those men just, they didn't just take Shelly's life. They took her twin, too. Um, I can remember a lot of stories where I wouldn't let Callie do things because I could remember what happened to Shelly. I remember Mm -hmm. growing up being three and a half years older than Callie. And Callie will tell you, oh, my God, there's a lot of things I would flip out on. And don't don't get me wrong, Callie is and was a very good girl growing up. But just her being a normal teenager, nope, you're not allowed to do this. Nope, you're not allowed to do that. We went yeah. to a concert one time. I never forget it. A man she held on to grabbed my her bottom. Time. <laughs> a man grabbed her bottom, and I almost went to jail that day because I almost killed him. Not literally, you know, figure of speech. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, verbally attacked him because he touched my little tiny sister's bottom. Like, mm-hmm. I have always, always been protective of her. So the meaning is, like, I could only imagine how Stacy felt because she left. And she probably felt like, oh, what if I didn't leave? Or what if this? What if that? Mm-hmm. But what if I forced her to know. come with me? You can't, yeah. But we don't know what that, if? right? It, yeah. it could have happened to both of them. Mm-hmm. It could have happened to both of them. We don't know that. At the end but of the day. But what we do know is these men did this to her. Right. That's At what the end we of the do day, know. We know that they did this to her, but we will never know the true every detail. Only because God they're will. never going to admit it. They're never going to tell exactly what happened. Well, they didn't. But it, it was but now they changed they, it. Right. They admitted it. Yeah. We know they did it, but we will never know the, you know, the every little step, every detail, if that makes right. sense. You know, um, I think, I think the 1985 statement Jack Piercy gave when he was arrested in Kansas, I think that's going to be the closest we're ever going to get to that to the whole story right which one was that and the same uh, one that you know about Brittany that's his initial statement in 1985 and then the letter that he I think the letter that he wrote Stacy I think he was again oh that okay okay getting as close to the truth in the 1990s as he's ever going to get he has apologized um like three times. He's the only one that has showed any type of remorse. It um, took him a long time. And it doesn't matter but it did. that, you know, it doesn't change our mind or our feelings towards him, but at least you showed something, you know, it's, you mm-hmm. know, he said, I'm sorry to the Bozio family, you know, nothing I say or do can bring her back. Um, but I am sorry. And then you see James Bailey over there laughing like it's a joke. He's right. a sick man. Yeah, and I, I, I personally think I he's had like grandkids no and stuff like that, and I've seen photos of him holding children. Like, are you out of your mind? He's like, what human being would let this man hold a child? Yeah. Gross. 
I'm sorry. I don't know if I'm out of line by saying that, and I apologize to his family by just saying that. I really do, but I'm saying exactly how I feel right now. If we're not allowed to bring the you know children in court, but you can bring children that a man murdered a child to a to prison visit him? to hold and to give kisses to and hug and everything like that, you're out of your mind. I, I that is something that that mystifies me. I do a lot of research on these types of cases where there's a faction that claims someone is innocent and I look at the facts and look at all of the facts and generally disagree with them, but I I there's another case that I'm involved in pretty heavily and the guy's nephew is a young young child less than 10 and I don't understand why they're putting him front and center on social media and pictures and rallies and things like that it's like this little 10 year old kid you know under 10 year old kid he doesn't need to worry about his uncle on death row no okay he should not be burdened with knowledge of an uncle on death row exactly he should not you know be they should be like my family. If we had somebody in what, prison, we wouldn't talk about that person. Exactly. What's your opinion on Jack, or James Daly and Jack Piercy? I mean, do you think they're guilty or do you think like they're your honest I, opinion? I think they're both guilty of sin. Um, I think Daly is a sociopath. He has no conscience. And that's why he can, you know, play for the cameras and cry like he's you know heartbroken that anyone would think he could possibly hurt another human being Um, right i think piercy is a little bit of a sick mfr um because i think he and daly both want to play games yes it's been a game since 1986 they're still playing right yep and, and that's test. what this whole confess and then go to court and refuse to testify is all about. Right. And when when Dubin was was saying Jack Piercy's playing games, I was like, watching the May March fifth hearing. I was saying, you know, dude, your client is probably behind the curtain pulling Jack Piercy's strings. Yeah. And then Dubin said something. You can you can do this, but it doesn't do something. I can't remember what the statement he was making was, but what popped into my head when I I was looking at him was like, yeah, Josh, and you could put lipstick on a pig, but it doesn't make it your wife. <laughs> right. You're exactly. Right. Josh Duden <laughs> is only worried about himself and his career and his it's name. A, That's all he's worried yeah, the about. Innocent, he it's a money care. thing. You know that. The innocence fraud movement, about it's, about, it's about winning and it's about donations yeah. Um and you know because they if they get them if they get them exonerated they have a chance of getting millions of dollars from the state. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now I do know that um the state like if it comes down to it that all them letters from back and forth between them two um mm-hmm. are coming out. So he's yeah. not going to get out. He's well, not going to get out. Uh, that's, and but I think you're for bringing that up because you are the only one that has 
brought it up. What's that word I'm looking? Yes. That's like, hey, well, what about these writers that they've been planning this? It's a plot. They're playing that double jeopardy card. You, 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 you get me. I know you do. Yeah. That's what they're playing. Oh I, well, I promise well, Jack you. Jack has life at parole, so Jack, just, just, just come on, we're buddies. Take the blame because you're still gonna get out. You're still gonna get out. Mm-hmm. So, just take the whole lap. They can't double charge you. There's no one here for her. Well, guess what, Mother Effers? There is people here for her. Right. She's Still they have they took Jackie's parole completely and off. cousins and nieces and nephews and we will never stop fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I know they, I already said that, but uh, they took Jack Piercy's parole off. He is not ever coming up for parole again. Really? Yes. I didn't know That's that. That's why he's playing more of the game. I didn't know that part. Right. Wow. That's yes. news to me. Well, thank you. Yes. See, do you see how much stuff changes so quickly? Mm-hmm. I'm just waiting uh, for the governor to sign I, that paper again and be done with it. And so we I, can all put Shelly to rest and let her rest in peace because she's not in peace right now. Mm-hmm. Her soul is still out here. Yep. Yeah. Well, well I promise you, ladies, you I'm going to write to this. Everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like, definitely. All this right I, now, it, it happened for a reason. Like, us yeah. speaking with you and the whole, you know what I mean, the last minute. You you, you, you feel me, right? It, right. For I, a reason. Signed, I found that webpage yesterday, that Facebook page yesterday, yes, for a reason. Although I... I wish Shelly had brought me to it last week. <laughs> Callie, Miss Lisa so it wouldn't have been Shelley as rushed as it her is. To that page. But I do. I believe that page. I had made a comment, noticed her. It, she thinks Shelly brought her to this certain comment I had made. Mm-hmm. And she truly believed that. And I that's how she that like, kind basically of found us. Yeah, that's what I, I believe. Told her. I believe in that type of stuff. Um, she wants justice for herself just as bad as we do. Yeah, so she can rest yeah. in peace. And so can the family, you know? Yep. I, and I think that's what she wants more than anything. It's not for herself. It's for her family. Um, I, You know, I think it's... A, a, and for your dad, he may be gone, but I don't think he's going to be at peace until... No, he's not. My father said he will never be at peace until them, you know what, are strapped to that chair. Right. And that's that's only going to happen with Daly. Piercy will have, you know, to live natural life in prison, but that probably isn't a lot of fun for somebody like him either. Of right. course not. Because I think he's, he's a manipulative. Murderers and child molesters uh, easily when you're in prison mm-hmm. or in jail. Right. I think he is, uh, what's that word I'm looking for? Where they're like by themselves. 
Not around and James Daly are narcissists. Yeah. Yes. Isolated. Yep. Segregated. And I think, and I'm sorry for bringing him up, I think Jack Percy has an older son. Jack Percy does have a he, son. He had a it, son with Gail Bailey. Yes. Um, I actually have spoke to him as well. I think he's like our age or something like that, right? Yeah, and he's he's a very nice kid. Um, nothing like him. He, I don't believe he has anything to do with his father. Um, I didn't get that far into it with him. Uh, I know he doesn't want anything to do with like the news and all that, which I don't blame him. Um, it's not his fault, you know. Nope. Yeah. Um, Based on Gail Bailey's testimony, she left Piercy not long after uh, Shelley was murdered. Right. And he he went back to Kansas. I think she may have gone back to Kansas with him. Okay. You know what? I'm going to say this, okay? And um, if Callie feels different about this or if anybody else you're gonna say. You know what I'm gonna say, don't you, Sally? Yeah. Gail was there that night. She was angry. Mm-hmm. She was freaking furious. That her old man was dancing with this girl. I I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't but know what I'm saying right now. Her her testimony, though, they got back to the house. Lisa, do you know what I'm saying? She went to, say to the bathroom, and when she came out, they were gone. Right. Exactly. They all said they were gone. I think mm-hmm. she has something to do with it, and there you go. There the world goes. I think she is involved, too. There you have it. She even said she was angry. She had a lot of motive. The way she was killed was a hate. A sickening type of oh, I hate you well, type of kill. If if you look though, Shelley rejected Daly earlier in the yep, evening. This is true. Yep. If Daly made another pass at her at the beach, and she laughed they at him, blew him off. She's a good there could have been old girl. There could he have been a lot of anger. Her. Exactly. And he had because, the motive. Because Daly's one criminal motive. conviction is for an aggravated battery in Arizona. He got into a bar fight, fight and went and got a pool cue and beat somebody with it. Yeah. Oh, wow. So he was a violent, I mean, he had the Vietnam service. He had yeah, the drug he abuse. He had the alcohol it. abuse. Yeah, he had Article 15s in the Air Force. Michael, what are those Article 15s? Multiple Article, Article 15s are more administrative, but they are definitely, you know, they're definitely something like that not to scoff at. They're a uh, punitive punishment. It's still technically under the UCMJ, so there is like a hearing or what have you. But but he was. Yeah, I mean, those are for infractions. You had to do stuff. Isn't that like where they teach you how to do stuff? Am I wrong? Am I right? It's something like this, right? What do you mean? No, like, no. Article 15 is like a. 
Oh no, yeah, the article article 15 is a punitive punishment. It's uh basically a punishment under the UCMJ. It's a legal proceeding. It's not like a court martial or anything like that, but it's still a pretty serious uh situation. You're going to get in the right. it's for that he did wrong. It was a when he, something was, he did wrong in the Air Force, correct? You know, right, it, and it could right. have been insubordination, it could have been fighting with other Airmen, it could have been. Oh, okay. Um, and, and it would be, Michael. Am I correct? It it's generally criminal. Yes. It, yes. He it was not with something in there, not right? Being it, late it to your criminal. shift or anything like that. It is a criminal proceeding, but you're probably not going to jail type of situation. Like you can get an Article 15 for uh, for underage drinking, for example. You're probably not going to jail, but you're going to get in a world of trouble. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. And he was so given the he was given the choice of. I don't think Gail necessarily had. That's just my opinion. I, I my opinion. I think she knows more than what she was saying. But, that's what I'm getting at. Um, that's what I'm getting at. I believe she clearly had full motive. Like I said, she was a good-looking young 14-year-old little girl. He had made a pass at her. She denied him. They went down to the beach to hang out. He probably did make another pass at her, and she fought him off, and he went crazy because he's loony been mm-hmm. in his head, and he's sick. He's sick in the head. Mm-hmm. And who said something about, like, he even admitted he wasn't the same when he came back? Right. His ex-wife. His ex-wife. That still mm-hmm. sees him. Yes. Yes. She even said he wasn't the same when he started doing the drugs and the drinking and he was violent and all that stuff. And you know what? You can be the most innocent person in the world, okay? And then you can snap. Right. That's all it takes. So just that, because, like, but he wasn't innocent. No, that, that's yes. He no, he was not innocent. But I'm saying, like, let's say, oh, people are saying, oh, well, he don't have this charge or this charge. That don't mean crap, okay? That don't mean nothing. Oh yeah, there's plenty of people out there that are charged capital murder. And he was yes. like, he was charged with the aggravated battery in Arizona, and he had in the in the Air Force, he had the multiple. Criminal infractions of some kind, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it was probably from altercations with other airmen and other personnel on the various bases. I mean, he was in the U.S. and then they they sent him over to Germany, they sent him to Korea, you know, they they so kept farming him around and then gave him the choice: leave the air force or he right. has a rap or it's not going to get better for you. Mm-hmm. Right, and he he has, you know, uh, he's killed people before. He was in, you know, uh, in he Vietnam, was right. in the army and stuff. So he knows how to do it, and he knows sneaky ways, and to get it away wasn't with something it. hard for him to get to away do. with it. Right, it wasn't something hard for him to do. Exactly, he has no remorse. He had no feelings towards it, except for she's blowing me off. So. I'm just gonna attack her. And what 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 was said? Something, Callie, about like 
she like made fun of him, something like that, right? You know what I mean? She was laughing at him when she, the first pass that he made at her. Yeah, like, she's like, really? Come on. And he was embarrassed, like, really? And that's what got him. And then she went and danced with Jack Piercy. Yes. That, you know, and he probably was was doing on that one for the rest of the night. Yes. And then and he, he hammered and messed up, and mm-hmm. he's like, oh, okay, let me try this again. When they all, you know, they went out to the beach or whatever, and she denied him again, and that's when he lost it. And I'm sorry, I feel like he don't even regret it. I feel like he has no remorse. I feel like... Well, anybody that can laugh when you're on death row in court talking about the murder, rubbing on another woman's arm. Did, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you have you have no care in the world that what you did to her. You think that you're going to get off, and like you said, he tries to make everybody think that he's so innocent that oh, I could never do anything like this. That's a narcissist coming out, and the mm-hmm. people that believe him are very weak-minded. And then why in that, okay, the only thing that I appreciated in that 2020 story is where he said, I do feel guilty. But why? Why do you, why do you feel if guilty? If you weren't more? there, if you weren't there, he said, I couldn't, well, there was nothing I do, I could do to stop it. Well, how well, would you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You understand because what I'm saying? Were, Lisa, because like, you were there. Yeah. He did it. Why yeah. Why would you feel guilty for, and I'm going to bring this up again, why would you ask for the death penalty two times? What innocent man asks for a death penalty? Correct. Come on. I know if I After was you've been wrongfully convicted being accused for, for murdering somebody, and mm-hmm. he has never testified, I know... If I oh ever, my lawyer said don't oh bull if crap. I ever it was on if they said if I was accused of murdering anybody right now and my lawyer told me not to speak you're out of your mind I'm gonna defend myself till the end rather and, I got a know, lawyer I'm or not I'm gonna fight for my life if you did not murder that person and he's never spoke mm-hmm. in 35 years he just sits there I, and smiles and laughs. It's I think he did. I think he did testify at at a hearing on one of his state post conviction claims. Hmm, that's news to us um, because, as what we know, he never testified. It it may have been one back in two thousand three or two thousand seven. Um, but I, he did testify. I remember reading in in the court opinions, he has testified at least one time. Um, And I'm sure I would have loved to have seen cross-examination because that would have been interesting. Um, Right. (laughs) But he has one time. (laughs) It's limited to what, it's limited to what's brought out on direct. Although I'm sure the notes in from the jail in 1986 I'm I'm have no doubt in my mind that those came out. 
I would love to interview Josh Dubin and ask him, because I'm going to write to the state attorney's office and get copies of those notes. Oh, I know you will. Oh, that would be I awesome. promise you. And I will post them. <laughs> on, no, like, all I totally over. Feel They're going like to go all over Facebook. They're going to go all over the Internet, as many places as I can find to post them. Um so that everybody can read the notes in 1986 between Jack Piercy and, jo- and James Daly. Right. And planning this. Everything that's happening and, right now, they planned. Well, what I, what my opinion, you know, reading everything in all these post-convictions, and it's still not over yet, is nothing James Daly has come up with even – Jack Piercy admitting that he is the real killer. None of them explains or refutes those notes. And what do you the mean, like they don't bring it notes. Up? Well, no, I mean it's it's basically that um, Jack Piercy saying I'm the real killer, James Daly is innocent is refuted by the fact that James Daly told Jack Piercy in 1986, you don't testify against me. I won't testify at my trial. And then after I beat these charges, I'm going to get you out of prison. That's essentially what James Daly promised. They were fall partners. He referred to them as fall partners. I'm so thankful for you right now, Ms. Lisa, because a lot of people don't understand what those letters mean that's all I can say to you is thank you for recognizing what those letters are and what that really truly means that was the beginning and you know in the beginning they don't got time to plan or think or you know what I mean that's true mm-hmm. right and and they're they both, don't have they're but, both guilty what they're doing they're right now simple. is they're trying to they're trying to create an alternate timeline by focusing on Oza Shaw and ignoring Gail Bailey. Yep. And focusing on Jack Piercy and ignoring James, James Daly. Exactly. Why is that, though? Don't look at James Daly. Well, look at Jack Piercy, and only Jack Piercy. It's, it's a bait-and-switch it's a common innocence fraud type that, of okay. tactic. Remember what I said to you, that, that innocence thing? That's the word, common innocence fraud, right, Miss Lisa? That's what you said? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's the word I was saying, Callie, common innocence fraud. That's where – explain that again, please. Well, it's where they focus on – uh, the innocence fraud movement, basically, they focus on a, a small portion uh, of the a couple story, of three right? facts, or of the story, exactly. They take one witness and they say, well, this witness said that, and that means my client didn't do it. Right. Or and sometimes they use it with DNA. You know, they, that he they tested, to. you know, they tested a drop of blood that was in the other room you know, 100 feet from the body, and it's not my client's blood, that means my client didn't do it. Right. Even though that's not necessarily what it means. And right. that's what and the innocent fraud bring out movement the does. Other, let's bring out the three other snitches that he, that mm-hmm. he told. Because there was four right. men total. 
that he right. admitted to. Let's bring those other three men out. Well, now, the and only two I'm aware of are DeJesus uh, and Leitner. Leitner's the one that actually turned the notes into the corrections officers. Right. So let's bring him out instead of focusing so. on Paul Skalnick mm-hmm. just because of his record. Let's bring mm-hmm. him out and see what he has to say because obviously – He's the one who, you know, he turned them in. He's seen them, and he was told by J- James Daly what he right. did, too. And he facilitated, I think, with da- between Daly and Piercy, he facilitated statements between Daly and Piercy. Right. Which, and everything, uh, again, one of the biggest things for me is that everything Skalnik, Leitner, and DeJesus, these informants said, is corroborated by those notes because they were all involved in passing the notes back and forth. Yeah. Um, uh, again, you know, they, I think they also daily knew that, or that Skalnik, Leitner and DeJesus daily had referred to himself and Piercy as fall partners. He asked Skalnik, mm-hmm. can notes be fe- between friends be admitted at a trial? <laughs> probably laughed and said, yeah, <laughs> you know, yep. they can. Um, no, and, and Daly's conviction doesn't rest solely on the testimony of Paul Skalnick. And that's where, again, the innocence fraud movement, they take one witness at trial. They do a hatchet job on that witness. They turn that witness into a person who is not credible which a person you shouldn't believe, it. even if their tongue came notarized. And then they say the conviction rests entirely on the testimony of that one witness. That's bullshit. And that's what right. 2020 did to us. Was a small, minuscule part. You could take Paul Skalnick completely out of that trial, even with the notes. Yep. And you, and can you would see still have James a guilty Daly James still... Daly beyond a reasonable doubt. Exactly. Yep. And You're that's why right. he got the death penalty. And it's Correct. been litigated and litigated and litigated and litigated over and over and over again for the past Correct. 35 years. It's time. He needs to go fry. I'm sorry to say it like that, but it's time. Right. Listen, do and you unfortunately, think my family wants an innocent person to be put to death. Of course not. No. But he's not innocent. He's not innocent. Okay. He's not. And that's there's that's too another much. That's another problem I have with the people like Josh Dubin. They will say that your family has been lied to by police and you're deluding yourselves and you're not looking at the big picture and you're just so out for revenge that you're not crap. listening to anybody. And it's like, no, you're entitled to feel. Whether you're right or wrong, you're entitled, entitled to feel and believe and we're what listening you feel and believe. To, the, to yeah. their words, to what and, they said. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but I'm going to go on what you said from the get-go, because that's the truth, mm-hmm. when yes, you right. were scared and you had to tell the truth. So that's what I'm going on, not when you've been sitting in there 35 years and you can think up of ways to 
to to brainwash people and oh, to think of ways of getting out of it. Oh, come on. Bull crap. Stop. Mm-hmm. Just stop. It's enough because I tell you what, it, we are not going to stop, Miss Lisa. I can tell you this, and you already know this. Right. Me and the Bogio family, we are not going to stop fighting for her. Nope. We're not. Point blank, period. We don't care what any other soul on this earth has to say. We don't. Mm -hmm. We know in our hearts and our soul the truth. God only knows the real truth. Yes, I will say that. The full truth. Yeah. The full truth. The detail. Right. But we know that, you know, it was ultimately James Daly. They are not, the, the people, they're not hearing the whole story. Okay? They're not, this is mm-hmm. why me and Callie are on here tonight. To try mm-hmm. to get some of that out. To try to get some of that story out that wasn't told because it's BS. And I'm I'm being very polite right now, okay? It's BS. And I I totally I, agree. I just I, hope I, and pray that um, everything will go in the Bogio family's favor. And I hope my sister and Callie's sister and all the other family sisters. We got a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I hope we all can just get some peace and justice. And, and I hope her to rest. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope, I mean, you know, can people you listening can actually going just through? listen to us. Just even as an adult, if you were 38 or 40 or 50 or 60, imagine being by yourself in the middle of the night with a man. You literally who's literally cutting you to pieces. Mm-hmm. But you trusted him I mean, in the beginning. Can you, can you imagine right. the pain and how scary she was? And nobody yeah. heard her. Nobody saved her. It, she felt like... Like the one juror she, said on 2020. She had to literally fight for her life. Mm-hmm. And they said that she fought like an animal. Miss Lisa, did you see she her had photos? To. She had to, you know, nobody could hear her. And I it's, I did not the, see any crime scene type photographs. I did not you, look for them or seek them out. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between me and her if you've seen my body if laying you there ever and her seen body. Callie, okay, I'll put it to you like this. Mm-hmm. And excuse my language. If you ever seen Callie naked... Laying on and the beach, ever, and if and you seen those Shelley, photos, they would look. I don't know the difference. Yeah. So, but I know it, I, I I've read descriptions of you know the, I think she had more defensive wounds than the medical examiner had seen yes, in ma'am. her entire career at that point. Yep. It um, was the worst multiple, murder in Florida they've ever seen mm-hmm. in that time. Mm-hmm. The biggest murder yeah. case in and Florida. And these pigs are trying to get away with it. Mhm. I'm getting angry now. No. Because now I, 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 I'm 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 
I'm I'm angry and yeah. Well, you had you I'm, also trusted 2020, thinking they were going to tell the whole story. Absolutely, we and we're damn right. We felt that the, they were on our side. They acted as if they were on the, our side. Everybody that we've interviewed with has acted as if they were on our side. Besides honest, you and one other I man, wasn't and I won't say his name, but I wasn't gonna go on here tonight. Mm-hmm. But Brittany, you know, told me that you were truly and I told on her our to trust side. Me. Um, so I'm giving it one more chance and I'm yeah. praying to my father well, that we are, just really, we are a live show. We don't edit. What uh, show is this on? Called Clear and Convincing. Clear Remember and Callie, um, Callie okay. just got brought on to this, Miss Lisa, so. Yes. Okay. Clear uh, we're and a podcast okay. called Clear and Convincing. We are live right now. And we don't edit. Uh, we go live, then the show will be archived, and people can listen to it at their okay. leisure. So, does there, if, is um, there anybody that so, wants to say anything right now? I don't think Michael. Have we had any callers? We haven't had any callers tonight. People generally can okay. call in. Usually, though, when we have guests, especially like you guys, we try to make sure we have an atmosphere for you guys as comfortable as possible. So, like, I know when you first came on, you said you were worried about, you know, people acting up or what have you. Usually, mm-hmm. in these cases, we won't take calls because we don't want you guys to be uncomfortable. The point is we want you guys to get your story out there and, you know, to be able to tell the truth as opposed to some of the things, you know, we've all we've kind of got this uh, saying around here. We're about to court of. Uh, the court of fact, not the court of public opinion. And, you know, that's what we're right. trying to do. And, well, thank you for that. And I appreciate that. And the truth is, is we're tired of hurting. And it takes a toll on your family. And it's terrible. It's, it's sick. Mm-hmm. It's hurt. It hurts. And it's so sad to go sit at our sister's grave knowing that we could could have had a chance to know her and have a great relationship with her, and she could have had a really good life. And so could have Stacy. I mean, she, they were both gorgeous. I mean, Stacy could light up a room. I mean, she could, everybody could be in the worst mood, and she walks in and the room would just light up. That's how Stacy was, and I believe mm-hmm. that's how... Shelly would have been just as just as much, you know. Um, and like, I don't want to sit they, there and they say took, like, Callie. Hold on, hold on, Brittany. They they took her innocence from her. They took her last breath. So why are they yeah. still breathing? They took my sister took her last breath. Our sister took her last breath on May fifth, nineteen eighty five. Why are they still breathing? That's a luxury for them to still be breathing every day. Our sister mm-hmm. is not breathing. She's in the suit, ground. Okay? She's in the ground right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a luxury for that man to wake up and open his eyes. It's a luxury for him to take a breath. It's a luxury for him to stand on his feet every day and, and, be able to eat and take a poop and yeah. go pee and what have you, whatever. 
that's all luxury and, to him and Jack Piercy. My sister doesn't have that. She can read a book. Take a breath. She can't even open now, her eyes. Shelly would have turned 50 this year in, June, in yes, July. Yes, ma'am. Uh, July. So, yep. July 9th. July 9th. Yep. Shelly and Stacy double 50th birthday party. Yep. And if um, if you ever want to, I do feel comfortable, and if Brittany feels comfortable, if you ever need to, you know, do another interview or uh, even in person, we are willing to do that. Okay, thank you. I, You're you know, welcome. like I have enjoyed, I, I have thoroughly enjoyed talking to you guys. Um, yeah, and we've gotten you. we've gotten to a few of the facts of. Uh, the case. Um, and I think actually I would rather right now, let's just continue talking about Shelly and about your family. And, uh, we're going to table this and I will revisit this when I have the physical actual notes in my hands. Oh, okay. So that I, I can, you like the letters and stuff so that I can read some of James oh, Daly's own read. words. Right. On the air. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, for anybody listening, any questions about James Daly's guilt should be settled by the fact that he referred to himself and Jack Piercy as fall partners. He yep. seemed with Jack Piercy. He thought, I can't be convicted because there's no evidence against me. Because that's another thing innocent people don't say. They don't say you can't prove it or there's no evidence. They right. say I didn't do it, but with Jack, with James Daly, it was they can't prove that I killed her. I'll be acquitted. Exactly, exactly. They can't prove it. Okay, that's mm-hmm. like okay, me and robbing Jack, the convenience store. Oh, they can't prove I did it. Come on, uh-huh. who says that? Yeah, somebody that's guilty. Exactly. That's my just that, a figure I, of speech. You know, I, that's for me. I've never seen anybody I've seen who's really not guilty or really innocent. They say, I didn't do it. They don't say, you can't prove I did it. Right. Exactly. Because there's a subtle and, distinction. <laughs> yep. And you have to, um, when you, even just his, uh, like, just his look, it, you can tell he's just. Uh, yeah, he's kind of smarmy. Yeah, and trying to look, trying to look mild mannered and meek. Right. You but know, I mean, the perfect moment in 2020, the perfect moment would have been for Matt Gutman to pull out those notes. I say, well, yep. you know, so why Daly, I have they? a note here. Why didn't they? In 1986, they and this is what you said to Jack Piercy, plenty getting explain a story. that, please. Yeah. Yep. But they want the it, story. It it's story. more interesting. It's more interesting for the person in prison to be innocent than it is for the person in prison to be guilty. Yeah, and not they wanted a story, and they got their story, mm-hmm. and we were gullible and went for it, and we trusted them, and never again, never right. again. Right. Never like, again. It took a it took a lot for us to speak with you tonight, Miss Lisa. And I do appreciate everything that you are doing. 
Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. I, I appreciate y'all. That's why we're here with you me. because we appreciate you fighting. I look at it like this. You're fighting for my sister. Mm-hmm. Our sister. I am. That's how I look at it. You you are helping my family fight for her, right? I mean, how can you yes. how can you describe it any better than that? Yep. I mean, and our sister Sherry, before she passed away, um, she passed away of cancer very unexpectedly. She told Callie, do not stop fighting mm-hmm. yeah, for her. I promised her. Don't stop. I promised her and she, that I would never she stop. She asked her, don't stop fighting for her. And right. uh, we haven't. And we won't. And not only because she asked us that, just because we, regardless, we would never. Maybe um, if we speak again, we could have um, my niece, April, speak too, because she got a really bad end of the deal growing up. She went through a lot too. Mm -hmm. I mean, she was like up front and center. Right. Um, and I, I know she would be willing to speak on, on I wrote her, her tonight, but, you know, she, unfortunately it was very short time. So, yeah, we can, um, uh, yeah, we can keep in touch. Um, yeah, yes. Brittany sent me a friend request. Callie, if you want to send me one on Facebook, that's great. Um, okay, I will. We have our podcast has a page. On Facebook, Clear and Convincing Podcast. Uh, I'll send Brittany a link and she can send it to you. Um, and you know we can probably record a show over the over a weekend, like a Saturday okay. afternoon. Okay. Um, again, yeah, if we we can talk to your family. Um, uh, would you guys want to do something? Around May 5th or May 6th? Absolutely. Okay. We can uh, think about doing something about May 6th and May 5th and May 6th. And, you know, family can get together and um, I'm sure there must be some funny stories. And, you know, y'all have an interesting life because your your family's originally from Battle Creek, Michigan. And then moved down to Pinellas, Florida. Well, see, Callie so you and I girls were raised are in born Florida. and raised in Florida. Yes, ma'am. Um, but so. now our father, well, see, and our actually, sisters if you want to get in details, our father and, uh, like, uh, his generation actually came from northern Italy. Just saying. Oh, okay. Clear. <laughs> yes. But, but they, our okay. father they, they moved from moved Michigan, to Michigan. Down to Florida. Okay. To Florida, yes. So, was we your father Italian. born in Italy? No. Okay. Okay. But his family his they, parents they, were. Yes. His parents were born in Italy and then came here, so he was yes. he was first yes. generation. Okay. Yes. Yes, ma'am. And that's now but yeah, we have I'm, lots of stories we could tell you. Um, you know, good stories, funny stories with, you know, 
uh, Stacy and Shelly or Sherry and stuff like that. And I'm sure April mm-hmm. would really love to do that as well. Okay. I remember the first now, time I ever got my nails no. done, Stacy. Or one time. Have you? One time, because you're from Florida. You're in Florida. One My family's time. from Delaware, I but you, I live in New Orleans. In the airport, you know when you walk through the airplane, you go to the tunnel. Uh, uh-huh. There was some snow in the tunnel. Me and my little sister Callie, we started playing in that snow. <laughs> we were playing in the airport snow. Okay, mm-hmm. very good memory. And so. we wish they were there. Yeah, because that's a that, you, that's so you, diametrically you for me. Michigan right now. <laughs> yes, I yeah. do. Somebody's um, somebody's having yeah. a little. Yeah, I okay. just had a baby. So, a mini meltdown. Ago. Oh. Um, so I thank but, um, you very I'll much, in touch. Thank you, ladies. Yeah, if you if you need to go, that's you know. Yeah, I, we're I gonna get oh, off the phone. Bless her heart. Yeah, because she's um, having a meltdown for, your for time. sure. Thank oh, you, ladies, beautiful. and we uh, we will keep in touch oh. on Facebook, and we'll set something up for um, around May fifth, May sixth. Okay, for sure. Whenever. Right. And I'm gonna keep. I'm you know I'm gonna keep my eye on what's going on with Mr. Daly. Uh, Michael okay. and I Please are gonna talk do. about the and case. And we can thank those you. Notes, I don't mean to interrupt you. Thank you no for listening to us. And no problem. And uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, for feeling some of the emotions we're feeling. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for trusting me. No, Miss Lisa, I know I mean it's very it, difficult. No, you're very welcome. Thanks, ladies. Okay. Have a great Have night. Have a good night, Miss Lisa. And please, everybody that's listening, Thank please you very much. just listen to our story. Please, because these men, they're guilty. Thank you. You're welcome. Have, Have a good night. You too. Okay, thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. Night. All right, Michael. Well, dang, that was wow. That was certainly wow. Just like you said, I mean, that was amazing, though. Like, I'm glad. I'm glad that we were able to get that set up. And like you said, I mean, whenever we get something like this, we can definitely push the actual case, talking about the actual case off, because I always like getting this type of perspective. Um, you right. know, once again. You know, the overwhelming thing I got from that is the same thing we always say, you know, and it's always hard to put it into words until you actually have it, you know, being spelled out in front of you. But these crimes don't just affect the person that, you know, the victim. It affects everybody in the right. victim's family or who the victim was around, all that stuff. And, you know, we just had a good hour and a half of just that. Yeah. And that is, I mean, it's, it's something that affects the victim's family. And I think sometimes, especially with innocence project type focus, you forget what these victims, family members think, feel what they know. And you, you just lose sight of them and they get lost in the shuffle along with their loved one. Absolutely. Shelly, 
is, you know, lost in the shuffle of the James Daly, Jack Piercy show. And that's what it is. It's a show. It's Jack mm-hmm. Piercy behind the scenes, willing to say, I did it. I'm the real killer. James Daly is innocent. But then when he's brought into a situation where he has to put his hand on a Bible and swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, he doesn't want to talk. Yeah, kind of convenient. And if you know, if we talk about nothing else tonight, I want to talk about uh, the March 5th, 2020 hearings that we alluded to earlier. Okay. Uh, I watched. There's video from YouTube, and I'm going to be posting links. Um, there were some issues with the feed, so unfortunately... Uh, you lose the feed on a couple of parts that were really looking interesting, but you get what you get. But Jack Piercy was brought into the courtroom, and he initially said, no, I don't, I'm not going to testify. I don't want to testify. Mm-hmm. And in order for Mr. Daly to get release in this post-conviction claim, he's got to have Jack Piercy come into court and say, I'm the real killer. Because Jack Piercy saying it outside the courtroom doors doesn't doesn't really count. Right, absolutely. Um, And and for a lot of reasons, but the most important one is is that Jack Piercy needs to sit there, swear on a Bible to tell the truth, and the judge needs to be able to see him say, I killed Shelley Boggio. I did it. James Daly's innocent. Absolutely. Agree. And so otherwise they, it doesn't uh Piercy's gonna not gonna testify, he's refusing to testify. They let him leave. The judge is trying to figure out a way he really wants this, you know, he wants this re- resolved. Uh he wants to give Mr. Daly his due process, he wants to give the state their due process. He wants to give Mr. Piercy a chance to tell a story. And so they throw some ideas around, and eventually uh, Jack Piercy's mother and stepfather are allowed to go back with him and privately speak to him. And during that private discussion, they apparently think that they have talked him into coming into the courtroom and actually testifying. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Josh Dubin said something interesting digressing a little bit is that when Jack Piercy confessed to him, he said that he would testify, but that his parents could not be, or his mother could not be at the hearing. But then you know what Jack Piercy does? He tells his mother and stepfather, I'm going to be brought to court on March 5th and I want you there. So Josh Dubin probably doesn't realize Anybody caught this, but I caught it. Mm-hmm. Jack Piercy's playing the game. He's telling Dubin, I don't want my mother there, but then he's telling his mama to be there. And then mm-hmm. Dubin's turning around and accusing the state attorney's office of bringing his mama in. That's what a little shit Josh Dubin is. And if he calls, put him right through. I will talk to him. Um, so anyway, so the judge... Brings Piercy back in. Piercy's sitting in in the witness chair on the stand. Josh Dubin asks his first question. Jack Piercy's not going to open his freaking mouth. 
because he's not going to testify. After the whole charade with mom and bringing him back in the courtroom, nope, he's not going to testify. So the judge talks to him. I really like this judge, Judge Syracuse. Seems like a really good, you know, intelligent man. Um, I meant to ask the Bogios about him, but I didn't get a chance. So we'll talk about him at another time. So he right. talks to Piercy for a minute, and finally Piercy says, I spent 35 five years in prison for a crime I didn't commit. I don't want to testify and help the state of Florida kill somebody, and that's all my testimony will do. So he tells Josh Dubin, yep, your client's innocent. I killed Shelly Boggio. But then when he gives a deposition, he also kind of, you know, he retracts everything he said in his prior affidavits and his prior statements. And the funniest thing with this whole Jack Piercy saga, which has been going on since 1993, is that if a prosecution witness had flipped and flopped as much as Jack Piercy has over the 27 years, a defense attorney would argue that that prosecution witness has absolutely no credibility. And yet, when it's right. Jack yeah, yeah. Piercy flipping and flopping, Josh Dubin says, well, when he's saying he did it, you can believe it. Yeah, of course. And when he says he didn't of do it, you can't believe it. Yeah, of course. It's like a double standard. Absolutely. <laughs> So, but um, don't you know how so, yeah, this has been work? Yeah. So this this case has been going on for a long time. Um, it, it's uh, I'll I'm really not going to talk about it as much tonight. I think um, you know we'll we'll come back to it maybe after the first of the year after the Christmas holidays. Um. And by that time, there's a possibility that the appeals of the denials of his latest writs uh, will have worked their way through the system, and and we might have some finality. Although, unfortunately, with COVID, I don't think the governor of Florida is going to be signing any death warrants. Right. Because of the argument that the pandemic and the situation – make it difficult to uh, meet due process with regard to an execution. Um, Not so much in federal court, but perhaps in state court. So um, I don't know that they will because the last hearing in this case was May 5th, March 5th, 2020. And that was right before the stay-at-home orders and, and all those things began happening across the country. Um, so we'll come back. We'll revisit James Daly. Right. And get into the, and get into the really meat. Because this case has been going on for 35 years. 
May 6th will be 35 years, 35 years since Shelley Boggio was murdered. Um, I mean, so and we'll like, come back. I mean like, she, like she said uh, towards the end there, you know, it, it's one of those things where, you know, you, you don't really have justice yet. I mean, the, the sentence has technically mm-hmm. not been carried out. So, I mean. Yeah. Um, and uh, Daly is 46. Uh, born in 1946, so he's 74. Oh, that motherfucker yeah. will die before they put him, before they strap him to the gurney, honestly. Like, I know that sounds very cynical, but it's and probably true. Jack Piercy was born in 55, so he's 65. Jeez. Um, so. Right. But that for me, like I said in the beginning, you know, the 1980s for teenage girls, it was different that it even for kids born in the 80s and raised in the 90s, it's way different. It was way different. And we did run around and we did think we were invincible and we did think nothing ever, you know, bad would ever happen to us. Well, absolutely. Um, I mean, even even the mid two thousands. I mean, the world just. Of course, in the mid two thousands, we were different than the eighties and nineties. Whereas, you know, we still kept our, you know, we kept our wits right. about us. But I mean, it's gotten even worse since I was. It's gotten mind blowing. Yeah. And uh, and it was hard for Brittany and and Callie because, you know, they were born after this horrific event in their family. And so they probably had a lot of things that they didn't even really understand until they were older. Um, so because I, I, you know, I think as I said, I had an uncle who was born after a sibling was killed in an accident. And it was, it was different for him. Until and it wasn't until he was much older that you know he even knew why things were the way they were, why his parents were the way they were. And my my mother's mother was, you know, absolutely convinced that horrible things were going to befall every child she loved because it had happened once; it could happen again. I agree. I yeah. And unless you've been through it and walked in their shoes, you know, I, I mean, I can empathize, but I haven't ever been through what Brittany and Callie have gone through. No. But I certainly yeah. empathize with them. And I try as, you know, as much as I can to look at situations in my own life that I can sort of relate to with them. Um, but yeah, it's, it was hard for their family. And I think their dad dying, probably the grief of losing Shelly didn't, didn't help. And then yeah. of course her twins, Stacy. Um, 
you know, she was in a lot of pain for a lot of reasons. And so, yeah. But, uh, yeah. When, and, I mean, and when it, it comes to assigning blame, and I've seen, no. I've seen people trying to assign blame, what was Shelly doing with these 30 year old men? No. What you should be asking yourself is not what was she doing with them, is what were they doing with her? What are they doing going around drinking and partying and smoking pot with a 14-year-old girl? As I pointed out today, they would be labeled pedophiles. Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, just going through everything that uh, they – Everything that they uh, pointed out, I mean, this dude was uh, Creeper Max. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was 39 years old. Yeah. You know, he he and was... he was... Four, <laughs> God bless. He turned four, 39 in June after he killed her. And she was 14. Right. She had just turned... Well, no, she was... Four, yeah, she was getting ready to turn 15. In July. Yep. So. Um, oh, and I have uh, in other news, I just got this. Um, I, I think I, I told you about it. I don't know if I talked about it on the air, but I'll talk about it now. I was interviewed for 2020 uh, regarding the Rodney Reed case. And that episode is set to air on December 11th. Oh, really? Okay. Now, I remember you were running into, and I'm not going to get into all the issues, but I remember you were running into uh, into some issues. Uh, did those get cleared up, or is everything good? Yeah, yeah. We, the, I don't, I'm not, I don't remember what issues, um, what issues we had. <laughs> uh, it was something about, I, I forget, it, it, you were jumping, having to jump through some hoops. Oh, okay, yeah, no, no, we we got that sorted out. Um, yeah, bless, bless the producer. Um, she and I had a bit of a text exchange, and we had a little email exchange, and uh, we worked it all out, so... You know, or I got pissed off and said, "Look, just cut me out then." <laughs> so I don't know. Right. <laughs> I may not be on it at all. I don't know. But uh, yeah, no, we we got. I think we got everything worked out, and you know, like I, I I'm not. I don't have real high hopes about it. Mm-hmm. Because I watched this episode that the Bogios did, and um, so I I know that you know they can be very creative the way they edit things and the way they cut things and what they choose to air. Um, but trust me, I I will be watching the episode and whatever they didn't include. We will talk about it the following Tuesday. Okay, absolutely. If only, if only for a few minutes. Now, one more time. What was that uh, date again for our for our listeners? Uh, ABC's twenty twenty December eleventh. Okay. Which so is that a week be... from this Friday. 
Yep. It airs at 9 p.m. Central on ABC. Um, for those of you who have um, Dish and I think DirecTV, uh, apparently there are some um, difficulties between certain cable providers and satellite providers and ABC, local ABC affiliates. Um, I don't know. That aggravates me because it's that the affiliate wants money to allow, as I understand it, wants money to allow the satellite or cable system to air a local channel to subscribers. You know, do, do you, you don't have a satellite system or a cable no, system, do you? No, no. Ours, ours just, uh, ours just uh, did the same thing. Uh, our local CBS affiliate just did the same thing. They, like, uh, couldn't come to an agreement or something. So, yeah, they lost they lost that channel. And I believe, actually, all the local channels. Uh, I had... We had that issue with Cox Cable about 10 months or two years ago. And I turned, went to turn on This Is Us. It was a Tuesday night, and we weren't on. And I was like, I was going to get to watch This Is Us live. And I was so happy. And I turned on the NBC channel, and nothing. And it, it was something, a message like contact WDSU and let them know you want WDSU back. That's crazy. And I was like, oh, those MFers. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it was dish, back on the next. Blamed, it was back on the, the next morning. The local channels blame Dish, so you know. Yeah, uh, but like I said, as I understand it, and I could be totally wrong. It is basically the local affiliates want a fee to allow the cable or satellite provider carry their programming. Right. Now, this is from a channel that if you get your TV over the air is free. And it's a channel that is included in any basic package. But they want money from the cable and internet, uh, cable and satellite providers to carry the channel. I don't know. Revenue stream, I guess they want a revenue stream. Right. (laughs) I don't know. But so yeah, hopefully we're our local ABC and CW affiliates are having that problem. So, uh, oh, did my phone just die? No, you're still okay. here. Can you hear me? My phone beeped. Yeah. Well, hopefully your phone my doesn't phone... die. Okay, I, you're still hearing me, right? Yeah, I'm still hearing you. Yeah, I'm right okay. here. All right. <laughs> I just, yeah, my phone beeped. Um, it might be that my battery's full. 
Live radio. Because I had a like ah, that's what it was. It was my batteries full. Oh, hey, it's the so opposite. all right. Well, that that is um, I that's I think we're I think we're at a good stopping point. I want to thank. Brittany and Callie Baggio again. Boggio, Boggio. I'm going to pronounce her name correctly. Um, I, I want to thank them both again. As I said, it was serendipity that I found this Facebook page with a post from Brittany. I responded and invited her on the show last night after 10 o'clock. And we were able to get together and and execute a plan. Right. Um, it, it's really amazing. And um, I I do kind of wish I'd been you know brought to them a little bit sooner, but that's okay. We've we've you know found them now, and. Um, we're certainly going to talk to them again in the future. And we're going to look yes, at Mr. Daly's well, case, said the nuts and bolts. We said May, correct? In May, correct. We'll try to do something around the anniversary. Um, and then maybe even do something in July for what would have been Shelley's 51st birthday next year. Um, and uh, talk about Stacy, her twin sister. Uh, so yeah, the Daly's case, he's got some issues on appeal right now. Um, I do want to get the notes that were evidence at his trial. So anybody who has any question, uh, I want to be able to show them the notes and say, okay, well, now explain how what Jack Piercy's doing, confessing off screen and then refusing to testify on screen, you know, how is that not just an extension of this whole plan laid out in the notes that they were passing while they were being held awaiting trial? Right. Because that's when it started. You know, hmm. um, and uh, let me, I'll, I'll reach out if anybody's listening. You know, Josh Dubin, I listened to a podcast of Jason Flom's uh, wrongful conviction podcast. And he had Josh Dubin on, and it was, I, I mean, it was just like two men stroking each other's egos or <laughs> stroking something else. Um, and you know, that, that was another, another time when I <laughs> had unkind thoughts. <laughs> if I were Catholic, I'd be going to confession. <laughs> Bless me, Father, I've had unkind thoughts about Innocence Project employees lately. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to be graphic. Right. So, uh, well, let your imagination figure it out. There and if go. you can't, oh well. So, <laughs> um, 
but yeah, that that was really uh, that was really it was a good show. I'm so glad we got a chance to talk to Brittany and Callie. I look forward to talking to them again. Uh, we will catch up with Mr. Daly again after the holidays. We've got a pretty full schedule the next few weeks. and um, But maybe beginning of February, we'll look at all the evidence. Because there's a lot more. Like I said, you right. know, the the twenty twenty uh episode Perfect Liar, it says, Oh, this one you know, Paul Skalnick put him in prison on death row. No, Paul Skalnick didn't. Skalnick was like a sixteenth of what put James Daly on death row. You could take Paul Skalnick completely out of that picture and James Daly still would be on death row. Um hmm. And then, you know, another interesting thing, I, Daly didn't ask for death the second at the retrial. He did fight it. He tried to get a full jury. He tried to get a full punishment phase trial. Um, and, in fact, one of the issues that he raised on that appeal after he was resentenced was that he was entitled to a new trial um, or a new punishment phase trial. But uh, his first trial, he didn't put on any kind of mitigation case. Mm-hmm. Um, and he apparently did ask that he be sentenced to death. And the jury right. unanimously gave him what he wanted. But that's part of the game as well. Hmm. Okay. You know, that's part of the game is to, you know, like Jody Arias, I would ask for death. And then... When it came time for her to address the jury, she was like, well, I can't ask you for death because that would hurt my family. It's like, you freaking bitch, go back to your cell and kill yourself then. Hmm. But you don't mean it. You're just playing a game. It's just your manipulation, a way to make people feel sorry for you. And that's what it is for daily. I think he thought the jury would feel so sorry for him that he was so despondent that they would sentence him to life in prison. And that didn't work out for James Daly. So um, so we'll catch up with him. Uh, I am going to get those notes because I want to read from those notes. I want to post them online. I'm going to post them on our page. I'm going to post them on my Rodney Reed page and link them <laughs> to our page and any any other place that says James Daly's innocent. Um, just read those notes and then tell me you think he's innocent. Explain those notes to me. If anybody right. listening has an in with Josh Dubin, I challenge him to come on and talk to me and explain the notes that James Daly exchanged with Jack Piercy while they were waiting for trial in which James Daly referred to them as fall partners. Hmm. That's what James Daly called himself and Jack Piercy, fall partners. 
you Fault. don't testify against me, and then when I beat the charges, I will tell people I'm the real killer. That's what it comes down to. Right. Dang. And they're still playing. They still somehow think it's going to work. And they say they, exactly that they think it's going to work. Um, that That's what mystifies me. And it's yeah, funny, the would... judge told Piercy, you know, you're not going to be able to keep doing this. <laughs> you know, basically, you can confess outside the courtroom again, but no judge is going to grant daily a hearing on that. Because we can tell you how that hearing's going to end. Jack Pierce, he's going to say, I'm not going to testify. He did it at trial. They brought him in at trial, and he pled the fifth. He had already been convicted. I think his direct appeal, his conviction had been affirmed. Mm-hmm. So he had nothing to lose if he testified against Daly at trial, but that was their agreement. He wasn't going to testify. So, hmm. you know, what put like I said, what put James Daly on death row is Gail Bailey saying that when she came out of the bathroom, Daly, Piercy, and Shelley were all gone. Gail Bailey testifying that when Piercy and Daly came home about two thirty or three o'clock in the morning or three thirty in the morning, um, Daly was not wearing a shirt. His pants were wet, and he was carrying a bundle. Gail Bailey testifying that they went to the laundromat that morning, that they went to Miami that day. You know, and the and leaving my and leaving for Miami that day is really consciousness of guilt because police didn't even get a chance to talk to him. Because they took off, and then they get to Miami, and they go their separate ways. Daly goes to California, and Piercy goes back to Kansas. And that's called flight, and it is consciousness of guilt. Yeah, that's still the number one thing. Like, I don't know if anyone sat there and looked at it and been like, so... Like in court, been like, so you're not guilty, but you ran? And literally, mm-hmm. like, post it like that and let them explain that shit out. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. But, uh, you know, you watch, if you watch Perfect Liar on on uh, 2020's episode Perfect Liar, well, I had never been to Miami. I just wanted to see Miami. So on May oh, 6, 1985... <laughs> you just had to go to Miami. You couldn't wait a couple of days. And this was a Monday morning because May 5th, 85 was a Sunday. So this is Monday morning. Y'all have just got to go to Miami. And then when you're in Miami, you leave and go get on a bus and go to California. Well, you know, of course, I didn't know anything had happened. I didn't know there was anything wrong. I was still going under my real name and everything. Well, yeah. It took them a while. They they were unable to identify Shelly right away. 
So, but that's even more. He who runs when nobody's seeking him is even more suspicious. Right. It's not like the police, it's not even like the police came and talked to you and then you ran. Because you suddenly had to go to Miami. It's like, you know, her body, and they probably left for Miami before her body was ever even really found. Her body was found at about 8 o'clock the next morning. But it sounds like they were on their way to Miami not long after they, you know, got home from uh, the beach. And an interesting thing um, that uh, one of the Bogio girls brought up was at one point in one of Jack Piercy's statements, he says that he, when he realized that Daly had killed Shelley, he got sick and he threw up. Mm-hmm. Well, they found vomit at the scene that was not consistent with the contents of Shelley's stomach. So it wasn't from her. Now, in 1985, there's not a lot that they could have told you about the vomit. Um, they couldn't say it was definitely from Jack Piercy, but it was. it corroborates that the vomit was found. It corroborates what he says about having gotten sick. And that it didn't match the stomach contents from Shelley. Corroborates. Um, so we will uh, we'll come back to this. I guess let's go yeah, ahead. Yeah, there's and, a lot to this. Yeah, there is that. There is a lot um, because it's been going on for 35 years, and Daly has had at least. Four hearings since 2003. So it's not like he hasn't been given an opportunity to prove his claims. You know, once again, it's not that the system is stacked against him because it's not. He's gotten every chance to prove his claims. He just hasn't done it. You know, he can't get the ball across the goal line. Right. All right. Well, let's call it a night. Let's do it. Thank you for listening to Clear and Convincing with Lisa O'Brien and Michael Carnahan. If you like our show and want to know more, you can find us on Facebook. Go to our blog at clearandconvincingpodcast.wordpress.com. Or follow me on Twitter at O'Brien Elliott. Join us on Tuesday, December 8, 2020, at 8 o'clock p.m. Central for Episode 26, State of Tennessee versus Purvis Payne. We'll talk about Payne's case, which was recently in the media, including the evidence that links Payne to the 1987 murders of Sharice Christopher and her two-year-old daughter Lacey and the serious injuries inflicted on her three-year-old son Nicholas. Until then, have a great week and stay safe. Good night.